Well, hello, Hope Fellowship. My name is Jeff Brewer. I'm one of the pastors at Hope. Welcome to our podcast, Full of Hope, Encouraging One Another with the Word of God, where we seek to regularly equip the people of Hope Fellowship with truth from Scripture in order to help us cling to our Savior during troubled times. Last time, we looked at patience from James 5 and how patience is mentioned seven times in just a few short verses. James gives two commands, an illustration, and two examples of patience from the prophets and Job. Today, I want us to connect how James begins and he ends his letter by talking about trials and the blessing of steadfastness that should result for the Christian. And so let's begin with James 1-2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We're called here to count it all joy as Christians when we meet trials of various kinds. And that word behind meet is it's only used two other times in Scripture. Once for a shipwreck in Acts 27, and once as a description of the, the, the Samaritan being struck or, or hit in Luke 10. And when I was thinking about this passage, it occurred to me that it's really a helpful way, whether James really intended that word to, to give that meaning or not, it really describes the way in which trials come to us. We run aground, or we're often struck by them quickly because it's easy to think about trials as something that come upon us gradually and that we'll have time to be prepared for, and there'll always be another day to get ready, that we'll always be in the right frame of mind when we see them approaching, just like a a storm in the far-off distance or when we hear about a storm coming in a long-term forecast. And of course, sometimes that happens. But most of the time, a trial comes on us like how a boat hits an iceberg. It's just, bam, there it is. The trial or suffering is right on top of us. Peter writes in 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. How are we to respond when a trial slams into us like a Mack truck? Peter says, don't be surprised. James says, very simply, count it all joy. Consider it all joy. So we can be prepared to respond with joy, not being surprised, when we meet an unexpected trial because we know that they will happen. But you might trip over that phrase, all joy, wondering, how is this even possible? Because we're naturally going to grieve during trials like what we're going through right now. And James isn't telling us by saying all joy that you have to be happy or else all the time. Of course, when we encounter trials, there's going to be grief and sadness. The all here, it's an expression that can mean genuine. So we can consider it genuine joy when we encounter trials of various kinds. Which really connects well with where he turns next. The reason we can have genuine joy during trials is because the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. Testing, not tempting. God doesn't tempt anyone. But he does allow testing in our lives, and he uses it for a purpose in order for what James is saying here to be true. That we see how God is working in us to bring a steadfast hope that can undergo trial. 
The testing is like when gold or silver is refined and impurities are taken out like of the molten metal. The kind of testing that trials does is refining. It helps to mature us and refine us and enable us to stand firm. And so the trials that the Christians were going through here that James was writing to, they probably had something to do with economic hardship and poverty because the way he comes back to that topic throughout his letter, the topic of money. So we can be genuinely joyful when we encounter trials because the testing of our faith, it produces steadfastness in our lives. And as verse 4 tells us, let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so God helps to equip us through suffering so that we're steadfast. And so to summarize, trials help to prove our faith to be genuine because we recognize that we're being held firm. We're not blown off the rock of Christ, even with the strong winds of suffering. And this helps us to know that we all have what we need to walk through this world as a Christian, and we can be prepared for whatever comes our way. At the end of James, remember we said at the beginning and the end, he he talks about steadfastness and suffering. And at the end of James, he brings up being steadfast again in chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. Listen to it as he says, As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you've seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. We looked at that those verses last time about the character of God. But what I want us to see here is James says that people are blessed who have who demonstrate patience in the face of suffering being steadfast again it's the first it's the same word as at the beginning of his letter so so putting the beginning and the end of James together we can count it a genuine joy when we come face to face with trials in our lives because this refines us and it enables us to stand even more secure and steadfast in our faith because we're being equipped and our established our hearts are being established and and being patient in these trials that we're being established, our hearts are being established in, it's helping us to stand even more steadfast. And this is a blessing from God. Just like Job and the prophets were blessed as they stood steadfast in trial. And just as our Savior stood stood steadfast, just as we receive blessing from Him because He refused to call myriads of angels to save Him from the horrors of the cross. And so the book of James The whole thing is about practical outworking of our faith for the Christian, how our faith motivates action. But it's not always just a, here's how to put this into practice tomorrow. It feels like that sometimes. Sometimes you just kind of think, oh, it's all about application. But sometimes, as James begins and he ends his letter here, having the trials that come upon us suddenly, it produces a work of steadfast patience in us that brings us to a deeper and abiding and genuine joy. And so in this way, these are applicational, of course, but these passages should shape us and give us resolve to stand firm in the midst of trial. It's shaping our attitude. And this can be our prayer today. God, would you help the trials that I'm going through today, whatever they are, 
Would you help them to produce a steadfastness of faith and genuine joy in my life as I patiently walk the path that you have for me? So may this be our prayer, Hope. Remember, we have a great Savior, one who has stood steadfast, one who continues to make intercession for us by his blood. Let's encourage ourselves with this hope by speaking truth to ourselves and by making known this hope in a struggling world. We'll see you next time.